Back with Artist Art. I'm Aaron Jack, Aaron Jackaline Art. Welcome. We're going to be live with Victoria Pikovska. This time, this time you never know to be back, to be back in the seat of existence. That's where we are, back in the seat of existence. I appreciate you all for joining as we log in to our existence here. We're going to be present and know that we're going to grab a cup of tea and join ourselves in just one more beautiful day. So I appreciate you all for joining this beautiful day. Live across the world, across the world, return, return, Henrietta, return. Hey. Hi. We're finally live. Perfect. <laughs> we made it. We Without made it. the technical issues, we're here now. We persevered in the face of darkness and we've come through. Yes, I'm so excited actually. Yeah. Oh, and now I have to turn on my lights again. The lights turned off and now they're on. The lights are off and now they're on through the technical difficulties of having cups. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually having a cup of wine. I'm oh, sorry. that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. What kind of wine? <laughs> it's actually a Cabernet Sauvignon from New Zealand. So. Mm, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Cheers. 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 I'm actually a big green tea addict, but at the same time, I'm a big uh, wine lover. So, you know, it's always like... And today, actually, in Netherlands, it's, uh, it's actually 8 p.m. already. And at the same time today, it was a free day because it's uh, our king's uh, uh, birthday. So it's like a national holiday here. So everybody are in the streets or actually like within the corona measures. And basically they're partying on the street. Wow. So where where are you and where are these streets that, that the king's birthday is happening? <laughs> what, what's going on? Tell, give me the Give me the rundown on this king's birthday thing. Yeah, so basically I'm located in Netherlands at this point in Rotterdam and this is like a national holiday. So every single year we're having like one day, uh, actually with this king it's on the 27th of April and we're celebrating his birthday. So the whole like nation is like celebrating his birthday, everybody are free, everybody are with their friends, like they're just like having drinks, playing games, having nice food and like yeah it's like a big birthday party for the whole country, 20 million of people. So Wow, well I'm celebrating here right with you. I love this. Yeah. I don't even... <laughs> I'm like, I get to run around and celebrate. That's wonderful. So what should we be doing for uh, for the king? What is there something we say or do? Like, <laughs> Well, you definitely should be wearing uh, orange color. Because oh people God. are crazy about orange. Okay, give me a moment. Give me a moment. Okay. Have some you orange? keep talking to the camera. I'll go see if I have orange. Yeah. I'll go see. One sec. Yeah. One sec. So, hi, guys. So in the meantime, I can tell you something more about uh, maybe Netherlands. Uh, of course, the capital city is Amsterdam. And another very, very cool city is Rotterdam, where I am actually based right now. And it's uh, the biggest uh, 
uh, the second biggest place in uh, in the Netherlands, and it's becoming like a booming place for young entrepreneurs within the Netherlands. So definitely, if you're around, you should come and visit. You should see like a very modern, very cool architecture in uh, in Rotterdam and. Yeah, definitely. Wow, you have orange one. Nice. <laughs> now I we're celebrating. <laughs> yes, we're celebrating the birthday. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> we had to. We had to celebrate. That's that's the only way, right? We had to celebrate. <laughs> definitely. What's your favorite color, by the way? Oof. It depends on the day, you know? Oh, okay. So it doesn't have, like, the, the favorite yeah, one. Yeah, fav favorites favorites change by the day i'm like oh what's the what's the favorite i was asking people last night i'm like what's your favorite song of the day of the moment of the moment for now <laughs> wait do you have a favorite color that we should know about well my favorite color is yellow color and uh, it has a a like very deep meaning but uh, except of the fact that it has a deep meaning uh, it's actually our company color. So Victory Art, uh, our company, VictoryArt.eu, has like the whole brand around yellow color. So it's kind of like, it was first like my favorite color and then it became like a company color. And like right now, everybody around me actually got excited about the yellow color because it's so positive, it's so enthusiastic, it's very much artistic, it's the toughest color to wear as well or to like pieces of clothes having in your wardrobe, combine them with other pieces and having exactly yellow color, it's pretty complicated. So it's challenging, but it's so cool because just everybody sees it and everybody feel like so enthusiastic about it. So yeah. It's, it's definitely like my most favorite color. In spite of the fact that I'm not wearing it right now, it's <laughs> definitely one. Yeah. The the uh, atomic energies we have, and but then we have the sunshine. We have the rays. What does it remind you of? What does yellow remind you? Well, it definitely. You're good. I turn off the little notifications. Like I scroll up and then like that little. Yes. The little, uh, yeah, yes. notifications off. Yeah. Yes. I'm back. I'm back. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, yellow definitely reminds me of energy and positivity and sun. And that's the most important, right? Because like uh, you're based in USA, right? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, I, I'm based. I'm based right where, where you are right now. I mean, I'm, I'm having fun on this King's holiday here <laughs> on his birthday. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. I, I should be there. <laughs> I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you. <laughs> nice. So well, basically, when you're with me in Netherlands mm -hmm. right now, you know that like the past year, like everybody were majority of time, like just uh, locked in their house and like um, all of the people, you know, were struggling a lot, but yellow color is like color of hope. 
like its color of happiness. So every single time you see yellow, you can actually imagine something positive, nice, you know. But when you have like a black color, like it can be very sensual, very beautiful. And I know a lot of artists love using it right now. But at the same time, it can be pretty depressive. But with yellow color, it's like it's just you just feel pumped up. So that's the that's so exciting. Hmm. Is it does it ever turn to gold or does it turn or is it like that bright or is it very particular like the matteness of it? What do you like when it comes to like that essence? Is it like translucent? Like what do you imagine? With the yellow color? Yeah. Uh for me it's hope. Yeah, for me it's hope. It's hope for something better. Like um I actually like when I said that uh, that the yellow color has like a bigger meaning for me. Uh, I actually came from a like a personal experience because like when I felt like the worst in my life and when I felt like very down, like yellow color was the color which I associated my strength with, and where I like I surrounded myself with yellow color. I had like a yellow board. I had yellow dress. I had yellow coat. Like everything around me was yellow, which very much symbolized to me like my own strength and hope and like the like the vision of myself and who I want to be in the future. Wow. Mm. Wow. So what does hope look like for you? Well, hope for me those days like back <laughs> like if whenever years, now then like, whichever you know whatever you want to yeah. get into yeah well back then yellow color like was uh, all about hope and all about like who i want to be and like setting my boundaries and right now yellow for me is uh is something what brings joy and hope to other people because when we're coming back to victory art um, that was actually something what came from place of having hope as an artist. So we can a little bit dive into my um, into what I used to be and who I used to be. And so I used to be an artist, a documentary artist, and I was taking pictures of uh, of people like uh, on the streets, like in gypsy ghetto. Like uh, it was everything was about like their own emotion, about what they felt in specific moments. So it was very much like this passionate kind of uh, of documentary photography. And at some point, I just saw that people were so just excited about conceptual photography that they didn't want to see, you know, like what was really happening around them, but they just wanted to see the more like through specific objects or that was the trend when I used to be um, like the active photographer of five years ago in Central Europe and basically um, I, I saw so many struggling people like talented people who could actually achieve so many great things but they just didn't get the chance to, the sh uh, to show to the world how talented they are and that was uh, why I founded Victory Art, because I really wanted these talented people to really come, you know, like outside, out there, online with their art and to show to the people how talented they are. Because like, I'm so stunned by how many amazing and cool people are in Central and Eastern Europe, but they 
do not have this platform, you know, people very much think like that these countries are not developed and they do not have a lot to offer to the world, but it's not true. It's amazing. So that's where I came from. That's why I found the Victory Art. And that's what actually yellow uh, right now uh, actually envision or actually depict at this point. So it's hope for, for artists. It's hope like, hey, we are actually going to achieve something really, really cool in the world. And we're going to show to the people how talented we are. Wow. That's beautiful. How did you... So... Mm-hmm. So what exactly does your uh, does your business, your project do? You're welcome to fill up with more wine. I don't, I don't mind. I mean, <laughs> you're all going to fill your glass at any time. Uh, <laughs> I can't. The one thing about the uh, <laughs> about the digital screen is I can't pour you your glass for you. No worries. I'm I'm gonna just give a call to someone. They're gonna fill it up for me. Yeah, there you go. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Get my people. Yeah, yeah. Get your people on it. Be like, where's my glass of wine? It's the king's birthday. <laughs> I need concert. <laughs> so. So what 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 does your what what's this whole thing do? Because you're talking about the artist, you're talking about your background as a documentary photographer. Like, what does it do now that you and where do you want it to be? So at this point, we're working with more than 100 artists, like very talented artists from all over Central and Eastern Europe, and we help them to come to the global art market. So we are promoting them abroad with museums, galleries, uh, hotels, uh, developers, like so many other, like, like, like many industries, like all the industries you can imagine. And at the same time, like we're creating as well exhibitions with them and we're helping them with marketing and branding. So in general, what we are doing is a very complex thing, but we're uh, really like doing it uh, with the goal to actually um, make people look at the Central and Eastern Europe from a completely different perspective. Even like within, you know, like auction houses like Sotheby's or Christie's or Philips, there are maybe just 5% of Central or Eastern European artists in their collections, but not many. And I kind of do not see the reason why, you know, like there are so many talented people, so they should as well get the opportunity. And this is what we were focusing on specifically. So uh, I know a few months ago you had here Andrea Ehret. That's yeah. how we actually met. Yeah, we met and her Andrea. She's amazing. Amazing. Love she it. is stunning. I actually, I can actually show you uh, where yeah, my show us. And this is like her art piece in my bedroom. There we go. There we yes. go. And you see like all these like a golden small elements. This is from Andrea. She she gifted it to me uh, when we made her exhibition in uh, The Hague, uh, actually at the embassy and the World Trade Center. And this is one of our other artists as well, very talented one. Uh, this is Elena Ivanov. She was not with you, but not yet. she's as well very, very stunning Russian artist. So 
yeah, this is what Victory Art stands for. It stands uh, for like talented people. Wow, I love it. Standing for talented people and hope in the future. What a what a beautiful yeah. thing. hope, yeah. hope and talented and talent and putting that together. Wow, mm. that's so beautiful. Actually, right now I have hoodie from one of our artists. So uh, we created a merch, and this hoodie is inspired by um, artist who is creating um, a sustainable art. Actually, she joined the live I saw like a few minutes ago. So if she's here, it's uh, Yagoda uh, Kalish. So you can see her on our website too. And um, yeah, we created like this whole um, merchandise, art merch merchandise, which is um, uh, which is actually supporting artists, especially right now, because many artists lost their job and they like a lot of people are as well struggling financially. So they cannot afford to buy any art so this is kind of like a way how to still support the artist even during this pandemic wow that's pretty cool <clears throat> and you sell that all on your website instagram like what's the what are the ways that we can know more and share this message of hope? well definitely mainly on our website but at the same time, our Instagram account is very active as well. Our TikTok is active. So, guys, if you would love to uh, know more, go to victoryart.eu or victoryart.eu Instagram or victoryart LinkedIn if someone is on LinkedIn. But definitely <laughs> check it out. Perfect. And is it on Clubhouse yet? Do you, do you have your club? Well, we actually do not. You did not yet. That that was the issue why we had a problem because I have Android. So I had to actually take someone else's phone to join the live because like I was trying, but it just didn't work because of some reason. Such are the internets. Such is technology. Yes. Things, things like sometimes but we but we persevere in the face yes. of darkness and come through with this beautiful sunshine and made it true <laughs> and actually talk about yellow color which is the color of hope so we made this uh this ig life you know come true because of our hope wow so how did you come to this whole conclusion of let's get together uh like a hundred artists or maybe more in the future how did you kind of like come to that yeah. Well, I used to be a documentary photographer, as I mentioned uh, before, and I just saw how many struggling artists were in Central and Eastern Europe. And in general, the market, art market works differently. So there are very strong gatekeepers, like very strong, like curators or like academic people who are making decisions whether you should be on academy or not. What's pretty okay thing still you know however if you're not on art academy you should not be an artist you should not exhibit so that's the mindset which is there right now and that was something what i didn't like because for me i really envisioned the markets to be more democratic i really envision it to be like hey like i want to show something to the world and i want the world to react to it I don't want someone to manipulate with the market. I just want really, I, I really want to know 
from like the consumers whether you like it or not and so that was my perspective and coming from the place of artists I saw the lack of opportunities I had and I was just like "Mm, this just doesn't feel right to me and I really really wanted to do something with it However, those days I uh, actually didn't have any business knowledge, so I had no clue how to start a business, how to run business, how to run a team. Like it was like so many different things I had to put up with. And well, uh, I knew how to curate art pieces, how to see talented artists, but like, you know, I was really missing the like like the basics of actually doing something more with my idea. And then I came to Netherlands and um, I studied here and I more dived into art business and entrepreneurship. And those days I just told myself like, hey, I just want to do something more with my life. Like I just do not feel like having a regular job and just you know being being employed somewhere i just really want to do more with my life i do not mind working 60 80 hours a week if it's for something i believe in so that's what i started i literally like jumped in i didn't know like what i'm doing uh, during like like i found the right people i was very lucky because i really found people who believed in my idea who believed in my vision and who supported me and who taught me how to actually um do the baby steps as an entrepreneur so I started doing those things and of course while you're doing something and you're failing you're learning more and more about those things so victory art didn't come from a place of knowledge it came from place of hope and of uh, and from place of like learning while doing things and while while failing so it was nothing uh, uh, nothing uh, like well thought it was just something what we believed in and we were like hey we want to do it and we see where it goes and um, we started with instagram account and right now we have a massive website we have team of 12 people we have 100 artists and it's increasing every day each day so it's uh yeah so yeah it just uh went from zero to 100 within a few years Wow, literally zero to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's definitely like a cool journey. And um, the most satisfying thing about all of this is that uh, people come to you and they're like, "Oh, guys, you're doing something that really helps me as an artist." And that's like the the biggest satisfaction we can have. So that's so cool. Just uh, just having that, doing that. That's beautiful. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in that time? Mm, I think this is something what I still, what I'm still learning. And that's like how to be more strict because uh, regarding like my team, we're, we're very organized. We're doing amazing job, but sometimes um, Mm, I might be too tolerant towards maybe like our partners or sometimes maybe towards our artists. So this is something what I'm I'm still learning, like setting the proper boundaries and be like, hey, this is what we are doing and this is what we cannot do anymore. So 
Yeah, I would say this one. Hmm. Is there something in that that challenges you or you're able to like practice that? Hmm. Well, when I started, I was thinking about everything from perspective of being artist. Um, afterwards, I was uh, thinking about it from perspective of being an uh, entrepreneur. And right now, I'm thinking about everything from perspective of being a CEO. Because those are completely different things. Like when you're an artist, you think about different things. When you're like entrepreneur, you think about different things. When you're CEO, you think about completely different things. Like that's completely different discussion. But I would say uh, this is this is the most important thing at this point. Because when you're CEO, you're thinking about the bigger impact and about the impact of uh, all the things you're doing in the future. No. And these those things are very important, not just for you, but as well for the people you're working with and for artists as well. And uh, it's, of course, uh, amazing when you have such a great responsibility for so many people and when you have uh, so many people who really believe in you. But at the same time, it's, it's, uh, it's always a challenge, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Like definitely. Wow. Is there anything in there that you think like that you've learned along the way that you think the artist could learn from? That you think like here are some lessons that you feel like you wish more artists knew about? Yes. Well, for me, the most important thing or or something what I really would wish to see in the future is is to actually is that artists have this standard that they are not doing things for free, and this is very not popular thing, and this is very controversial thing. But if there is one thing I can I could change in the art industry, it would be like I would like ban all the artists to do things for free. Like don't do it. Because you are hurting yourself, you're hurting the art market, you're hurting uh, other fellow artists. And there's so many things like people many times people say like, Hey, just do it for promotion or like do, do it just, you know, for PR, like we're going to promote you, blah, blah, blah. And we have to be realistic. In 95% of cases, like there's nothing out of it. And people are just, you know, investing a lot of their time and um, a lot of their energy and creativity to do things for free in hope that there's going to be something out of it. But I really wish that more artists would have this standard that they would tell themselves like, oh, just don't do it. Like, don't do it. It's not, it's not worth it because it's not going to help you in your art career. Because if you provide people, your clients or your potential clients with free things, they will take it uh, for granted. So there always should be like this base, like, hey, like, this is what I charge. Like, we can maybe negotiate it a little bit. But there's always something what they should charge. Hmm. 
That's interesting. What... Very unpopular opinion. <laughs> I very much stand behind it. Well, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions, but there's probably something that you've learned that's behind it. So mm. not everybody has to agree and that's okay. Of course. <laughs> is there... Um, is there something that you've seen that, um, as I as I pour my cup of tea, little hot tea, um, that you feel like artists in that, like, like was there a scenario or something that you fe felt like you don't have to say their name, but what is there a scenario that you feel like an artist maybe learned from that or they did it in the right way? in your opinion like what are mm. some what are some ways that artists did these like, things in the right way yeah well a lot of artists are very much open to like exhibit in hotels or like gala like galleries are fine but like mainly in hotels or like restaurants or stores for free and unless it's very, very high quality store, which is selling luxurious products, which costs um, a few hundreds of euros, there's no way you're going to sell it. There is like no way. And this is what a lot of people try to tell artists that, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be fine, you know, and you're going to like all the people will know about you. But those are not the people who are going to really buy you. Those are people who are going to take a picture of your art but it's not going to benefit you in the long run. So if you're very, very, very beginner, like really, and your artworks are maybe worth like 100 to 200 euros, it's fine. But if you are like a high quality artist who wants to like really achieve a lot and like, you know, get into galleries and museums and uh, really make a change, it's not going to help you at all. Mm. So, so really, they should be focusing on where, like, what are the places outside of galleries that you think artists should be focusing on? Like, definitely places where uh, people who do not mind spending a few hundred euros or a few, hundred, a few thousand euros are coming to. So it can be uh, Uber Luxuries Bar, it can be Uber Luxuries Hotel, it can be even Uber Luxuries Store or a restaurant, but you really have to know, like, if someone comes and they do not mind paying 500 euros for a wallet, those are people who you want because those are people who are actually going to look at your art and they will spontaneously buy it. But majority of people want to do it. They will have to see your art at least like 10 times to actually really like start considering you. So it's much longer process for artists to sell their art. Mm. Mm. that's so interesting yeah i see that uh we have people agreeing with me oh yeah ezra agrees oh, i yeah. love i love ezra's you have to check out ezra's music amazing amazing yeah i was just like checking like this music i'm actually looking for some people to put them in a the project uh there you, you know, go ezra's like, in doing music so he's amazing yeah definitely yeah she should message us yeah yeah do it do it ezra message it message right now <laughs> um there we go you never know what happens people get like from these lives people have gotten gallery shows people have gotten all kinds like all kinds of interesting connections have happened so 
just keep on going. You never know it. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so in the future, where do you see this going? Like, because you're, you're putting on that CEO hat now, it seems like more and more. What's, what's your kind of vision moving forward? Well, uh, in terms of professional development, it's definitely uh, scaling up Victory Art. It's uh, that we're going to have more people. Within a year and a half, I expect to double the amount of people we have currently in the team. Um, I expect to have, like, by the end of this year, we want to have I believe 150 artists. So that's massive already to managing everything like this. Uh, having, uh, yeah, uh, in a few years, I want to have at least 500 people on the platform. Having uh, a few K of visitors coming, uh, coming each day uh, to our platform regularly. Uh, people who are trusting us, uh, making the, the name for Eastern and Central European artists. That's for me the most important thing, like really like changing the the way how people perceive this market. That's mm. number one thing for me. What would that perception look like that you would want? How, how you know, if people right now, they don't know about um, a lot of this market that you're talking about. Let's Let's just put that out there. They don't know. What would you want their perception to be? Like they've never even considered it before. Yeah. It would be definitely like looking for something exotic in these parts of Europe. So looking for something exotic, for something extraordinary, for something different. Because if we're looking at the art market, you know, there was like this hype about Asian art and about, you know, African art, Indian art. But I'm still waiting for this hype for Russian art, you know, or like Central European art. So, yeah, I, I really want to see uh, that. I want to see that people perceive these artists as a high quality artist, that those are not some random people who just started doing something but those are really people who want to make difference in the world and people who are uh, who are practically working in a visual way to change it so that's that's what i want people to actually understand and uh, i want them to understand that um, they don't have to be afraid to actually dive into these exotic markets because before it was Asia was kind of like exotic market. It was like, yeah, we don't know what's there. We don't know like what's, you know, like what what we can achieve there. But you know, I'm I'm really excited when people are gonna start actually looking, uh, looking at like Central and Eastern European market as this kind of market, this kind of exotic market. Do you feel like part of that is the mystery or like, could it be like in the mindset or like the, uh, or, or kind of like the theories being thrown around? Like how, how is kind of like 
behind the art being developed or do you see it developing like the thought processes being mm -hmm. developed well it's definitely uh, coming from a place of uh, unexplored and mystery definitely it's a uh, it's coming as well from place of uh, historical development which happened before in these countries so of course they didn't have enough opportunities to actually share their opinion. You know, there was a lot of, uh, uh, they were over government by Russia as well. So those, uh, all these things actually influenced the free, uh, the freedom of uh, speech very much. Uh, so the difference is coming from these places. At the same time, these countries are pretty traditional. So when you look at, uh, Towards USA, there is like specific way how people are, uh, how they're expressing themselves. So they're expressing themselves like very much through abstract painting and through abstract expression is what it's my favorite kind of art, by the way. But it's, uh, you, you can see that there's like this like topic very much recurring and it's like uh, pretty similar. But when you look to towards like Central and Eastern Europe, they have like this kind of like ornaments and and like mixing of colors, which uh, makes them uh, extraordinary. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you see a lot of mixing of the colors in very particular ways. Yes, and definitely like the shapes and ornaments. It's uh, it's more bold. Definitely more bold. Especially when you when you look towards Ukraine and Moldavia and Romania and Slovenia, uh, these are interesting art pieces which you can see there. Some of them are be very very dark or very very bright. So it very much depends on um, on the thinking of the artist. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know but, why? Do you know why that these things are more prevalent in those countries? Hmm. Well, as I said, it's coming from being overgoverned by Russia. That's one thing. And second thing, it's, um, it's because of the fact that the cultures were more open. They were more like enthusiastic about life. They, they, they used to live like a very poor life, very basic kind of life. Like, so they were working, but when, they, but when actually they finished work, they wanted to enjoy life. So I think it's coming from this place. At the same time, uh, I think it's going to be very interesting for people who are going to watch this uh, to know about this one um, organization, which is called Mayak. So they can actually find them on our website, victoriar.eu. And these people are deaf and blind at the same time. So completely deaf, completely blind, of course, like a different levels of, uh, of this disability, but they cannot express themselves at all. So um, some of them are able to talk like, you know, like, um, a br how is this called exactly? Uh, uh, like this language. Sorry? Sign language? Yes. So basically some of them are able to talk this way, but... Um, by feeling it on their chest but other people are not able to communicate at all 
and the only way how they communicate is through art and they communicate how angry they are they communicate how passionate they are they communicate that even like the small things like they're hungry but this uh this kind of way or this this kind of art is actually a pure way how to create art because they're really coming from a place of uh of like a pure expression and they're not coming from a place that they want to create something for for the sake of creations and for the sake of uh, being liked by someone else but they're really coming from a place like I really just want to express myself because that's the only thing how to express myself and every single time I see their art pieces I'm just stunned by what they are doing by what they are creating and how they're doing it Where do you find that uh, connection between or disconnect between expression and communication? Me, you mean me personally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me personally. I think you just feel it. I think that's the only, only, only single thing you, you, how you're actually sensing it. You just, you just feel it. Each time when I see a specific art piece, you can actually feel whether this the artist, but you know, they're hard in it or not. And um, like for me personally, it's obvious. I saw thousands of art pieces and uh, hundreds of artists in my life. And I just feel that you just build this kind of uh, this kind of uh, sense. You just build this kind of connection. Do you see any patterns in those artists for you? Just a second. I think my Wi-Fi is not the best. One. <laughs> yeah. One more time. Can you repeat your yeah. question, please? Yeah. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait till you go to a better location it was working fine for me but it's fine you go wherever you need to go i'm i'm on the i'm on the ride for wherever wherever you take us okay actually right now you can see another art piece oh wonderful yeah in my place uh-huh so uh yeah this is another of my babies in my home it's a definitely So in this community, from that expression, what sort of patterns do you see in the artists themselves or what they explore inside of themselves? What questions do you see the ones that, what questions do you see the artists exploring that you find connected to their works? Personally, hmm. wow, this is a very tough question. This is extremely tough and tough and deep question, actually. Wow. 
No one ever asked me anything like this. Mm. The like the thing which uh, resonates with me personally the most is when artists are overcoming themselves and their own limits and boundaries and um, becoming their best. But I don't mean it in artistic way, but in a human way. So, for example, this uh, this is one of this is art piece uh, from one of our artists from Czech Republic, and she is very much painting a lot of uh, paintings about mental illnesses, and this one is anxiety. I never had anxiety, but still it resonates with me very much because this depicts for me how much she actually progressed, how much she worked on herself, what it felt for her, and how she had to overcome herself. So, yeah, all these things are... Yeah, that's for me, like, number one thing. Definitely. And I really love when artists are finding a new ways or like a new materials or new like techniques how to make art pieces extraordinary. Because a lot of people can put just like a you know color on their art pieces, but when you put some specific material, like for example Andrea, she's putting a lot of uh, gold, like 24 karat gold. Or we have uh, a few other artists who are putting a lot of uh, sustainable materials. Then it gives like a completely different, uh, different perspective to the art. Now I'm curious about this um, idea of the extraordinary art. A artist making the extraordinary, the extraordinary maybe way of life, the little piece that makes it extraordinary for you. What makes what makes work when you when you see it when you feel it? What makes it extraordinary to you? Mm. At this point of my life, it's definitely using different materials. So, except of having the thought, it's very much about like, put something extra in there, you know, because there are a lot of artists, you know, a lot of amazing artists, but it's about like putting this extra thing. Like, for example, we have one artist who is painting on a plastic. So all of her art pieces are transparent and you can see through. Uh, however, they're so stunning that I, I just cannot stop looking at them. At the same time, these disabled artists, you know, it, they are creating um, as well art pieces from sustainable materials. So they're like reusing paper, they're reusing... Uh, uh, different elements like different plastic elements so they're giving like a new life into old things which would otherwise be thrown away so at this point like this is something that I personally prefer at this point of my life hmm. is there some personal experience that lent you some of that vision sorry one more time I couldn't hear you 
oh was there like a personal experience that you've had that like lent you to see these uh certain materials being used as an extraordinary type of thing um, well definitely like um game changing experience for me was uh, getting to know this disabled artist and see what art means to them because a lot of artists you know who are actually saying like oh i'm an artist are saying like oh art means everything for me and they're just creating for the sake of like creation but these people like these disabled people like art is the only thing for them in their life like that there's nothing more what they're passionate about like this is the only thing they love they live for they breathe for they express themselves through art um so that, that was definitely something what changed my perspective and another one was that uh before i have to say i was not uh, very much like uh, this kind of sustainable person but after i had the chance to see what can be created from like uh, sustainable materials and what our artists can create out of it i just fell in love with it completely like th there was uh, even like no no brainer for me like they were just so amazing that like i just couldn't yeah It seems like there's a particularity of the lived life that makes it unique to them in that way. I think it's like just, you know, finding a way how to create from something, something what should not be even there or what people do not consider as uh, is relevant actually being relevant and being cool that's that extraordinary thing so from the irrelevancy they're making something relevant and and what do you think it from um the central european right we're, we're talking about central europe mostly what do you, what do you think is kind of irrelevant that you've seen become relevant through the extraordinary processes? Mm. I very much think it's opinion of people, because before nineteen eighty nine, they were very much like not able to express themselves in any way. I still remember when I used to study and. Uh, a lot of my teachers were famous uh, artists and dur during like a communistic era and they were telling me like hey we actually had to uh, write our message in, a, in braille language because otherwise we would just go to jail and then we, we, we do not know what's going to happen to us and from the cultural perspective many people who went to jail they suddenly disappeared or they died you know so there were crazy things that were happening in Central and Eastern Europe, what many people actually do not know, you know, because uh, those uh, information are, um, yeah, not, not very popular. 
And this is completely changing the whole perspective of everything what was created before and what is still created in these countries. Wow. So tell, tell us more about this, like what's, because there's a lot that's changed in, in the last 30 some years. Um, is there something that we should know? Because not everybody here, like I know Akash isn't living there and he's in an infinite loop of eights. Um, and you, you mentioned uh, coded language, um, like using art as like a code to speak to something bigger when it couldn't be talked about in society or, mm -hmm. or there'd be punishments. Maybe, maybe you could just speak to that. Of course. So, so um, I'm going to give you the whole content, uh, context of like uh, the historical perspective. So basically after 1945, when we were freed from Germans by Russian government, they all felt like, uh, or they actually uh, branded it if we can say it in a modern way, that, hey, like, we did it just for your own good and everything is going to be great from this point onwards. But uh, actually, the opposite was the truth. Everything went actually the wrong way. So uh, a lot of people who were very smart, like a lot of politicians and a lot of uh, artists and a lot of, like, doctors and basically, like, this whole let's say like the class within society which uh like full of smart people and scientists were like taken to like um it's called gulag it's basically it used to be a prison in russia and i have to say that this is very personal topic to me because even my great grandfather uh, he was the director of a factory and he was one day randomly taken from a street uh, to gulag and Basically, the whole society was um, was scared. Like everybody lived not because they wanted to live, but they were just like all the time thinking about like, oh my god, like I'm so scared. What's gonna happen to my family today, tomorrow? Like it was uh, it it was very dark age. But this thing was the worst for artists because if you were an artist. And you dared to actually paint something what would in some way criticize the regime or it would be something what would, uh, what would uh, raise opinion about what's happening in a country. You would be just like taken to jail and no one would ever see you again. And this is how it used to work for over... Uh, 44 years basically from 1945 until 1989 until it finally was like the free like or like well when the regime fell then we were free and uh, things started slowly changing and basically from that point onwards people became more and more like open and people were very much um, like working to actually share more and actually share what's inside them. But this is like a process. 
like that's why people are still very much traditional as i mentioned before in these countries because they're coming from place of fear like even my generation we were raised uh, we were raised uh, based on fear we're like yeah you have to follow the rules you should not like you should not do anything else because it will have some consequences so yeah these things uh, are deeply rooted in these countries and that's um why it's extra important to give them like this freedom you know like there are a lot of things which can be done within a perspective of feminism around the world but uh in terms of uh of like free speech like central and eastern europe uh, has a long way to go So we're talking about coded language and free speech here and sharing that coded language and that free speech with the world in certain ways. What do you think the world has to learn from what's being shared internally inside the minds and the, the artist souls to the world? Like what, what do you feel like the world can learn? Hmm. Mm. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty tough question. Um, I would say, well, that's, that's actually, that's a pretty interesting question. Hmm. I would say the appreciation of the freedom. Even when you think uh, in the perspective uh, of like a middle century art, you know, like people had to just paint what happened, you know, just to basically uh, kind of like picture uh, the current events. So it was not very much about their own opinions, but right now that's something what's even more supported and that's something what artists can actually make difference with. What is your opinion on Hanit? Because you talk on about the opinions of, uh, you talk about the opinions of artists but it seems to me that you're curating those opinions and you're curating the ideas. What are some ideas that you would like to see in the greater world? Because you're going beyond just Central Europe. You're taking the art and you're exporting the culture to the world, it seems to me. Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah, definitely. So as you're exporting the culture, what parts of the culture do you see are so essential to the soul of the global village that you're exporting it to? Definitely understanding. Like nowadays challenges is or are 
that we're having like this different conflicts based on the fact that we're having different opinions based on the fact where or like the place where we were actually raised you know and these are the things which we should overcome and art is one of the coolest ways and one of the most diplomatic ways how we can do it and at the same time my role as uh as being this like a let's say peacemaker within the art industry is actually to make people understand the content because when we think that victory art has read no more than 100 artists and sometimes making this come true and come like 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 making it work and making it work in a nice way is a pretty big challenge so yeah these are those are the you know cool things what people can think about but at the same time this is a pretty big challenge for me because so many people have so many you know uh, opinions about everything and as well uh, based on your opinions you're creating your art so that art is like you know everywhere and that's something what I love but that's something what can be as well very challenging but still I more love it than, than I perceive it as a challenging I love it definitely there's this kind of uh, weird thing uh, that people or like actually curators or like uh, people who are in art academics, they think like, oh, when artist is creating something, he or she, they have to have like a consistent portfolio. I do not believe in it. Like, I want to see more, you know, like you can have your style and that's amazing, but I don't want it to be like, like a repetitive thing. I want it to be something extraordinary. I want to look at this, but I want to look at, uh at this in a round way i want to look at this like from uh like uh with different colors so i can like explore i can play around with it but that's just to make it like having it boring hmm. so there's some playfulness to it for you definitely definitely because imagine even uh let, let's talk in terms of our partner right like no one wants to have like a boring partner Everybody wants to have like a playful partner. Like, you know, you, you want to have someone you can have fun with, you can explore with. And if they would be like, a, you know, boring and they would be doing the same thing all the time, like, come on. At some point you would get bored, but you just want to have fun. The same is with art. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> What is, <clears throat> what is fun and playful for you? Like what, what's been like, what's been some like, that, that like gets you excited that you're like, wow, like this is where you look back, you're like, wow, I, I had fun. I played around. I enjoyed life. There's something like in that enjoyment of life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, when I used to be an artist and I used to be, you know, really involved in this like professional art market with art critics and curators and everything, like there was one thing where they always used to tell me like, oh, you're trying so many things. Why is it wrong? Like, 
I I'm a young person, you know, like those days I was 10 years younger than I'm right now, you know, I was a young person, like, how do you even expect an artist, like in general, how do you expect an artist to not, to not evolve, you know, and to not uh, push uh, hers or his boundaries, you know, or limits, like, come on, like, that's the whole thing about being artist is about like, uh, it's about uh, evolving yourself and like, thinking like what can I do better and I used to jump from different like I I used to jump between different uh, let's say categories so at some point I was documentary photographer before I was completely in love with glass like taking pictures of glass like I used to spend like hundreds of hours just to be like in art studio and just take pictures of glasses like like, it doesn't even make sense, but I just loved it, you know, and before it was portrait. So, you know, it's like, why not artists just to let them, like, you know, freely express themselves and, like, try things? Like, and, you know, like, it's so cool when you actually give artists the freedom to uh, to actually explore what's inside them and... Those are the moments when the coolest things are born or are made, you know. So, you know, this this is what I love about Victory Art artists as well. Like, I want to see something simple, like something like as we discussed before, like from 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 themselves. Like, like you really can sense like there's something different, like there's something cool and sexy, and you just you're just attracted, you know. Like this art piece, I love it. I just love it. <laughs> wow. I, th- I think that's like how to kind of find that reconciliation with the world between this is fun, playful, this, is, this gives me joy, this gives me like something from the soul, this gives a place that's different, that's a place for play. And then, like, reconciling that with, like, a marketplace. And, like, like this is, a, like, a place of free expression, a place of make it from your inner being, make it from that. And then is it a product? Have we productized this for the user experience of what it is? Where is it placed? How is it placed? And... The different sides of that um it seems like you're you're playing an interesting role between those experiences definitely it's very much about balancing because i'm coming from place of being artist and right now i'm coming from a place of like selling the luxuries product so those are completely different things right when you think about it but when you connect them it's such a cool job and creative job and uh, when you're an artist you have to find a way how to present yourself in an authentic way that's number one thing second thing is when you're doing it uh, it should be very much like I don't know how to properly say it but like up to date so based on 21st century standards, because I see so many people, so many artists whose websites look horrible. You know, people are just like 
not liking it people even like feel like turned off like you you really like see when you come to some high quality website you you actually trust the product more you're more likely to purchase it it's about being consistent in your own promotion and it's about partnering up with different brands or people so artists should not be afraid of promoting themselves and creating partnerships definitely like they should do it because you as an artist you have to be seen but you should at the same time get paid so guys please please think about it always like this is something was becoming very personal thing for me do not um do not do things for free like really just always ask money for everything what you do because then you're messing up the whole market for other people and for yourself in the long run so definitely like find a cool way how to uh, how to create a partnership with exciting brands and exciting people and you know really show to the world how amazing you are and it's not easy job and it's not going to take you a few months it's going to take you a few years so expectation management you're not going to be a star within a few minutes of course <laughs> definitely not but you can you can do many cool things mm. what are some of the coolest things that you've seen done mm. well i had a chance to curate uh, an exhibition of an artist who was very close to me in a church in Prague, in the city center. And the person was a documentary photographer. And uh, what we did was that we actually printed photographs of people, documentary photographs of people who had like two meters, like those those photographs were two meters tall and like one and a half, one meter 30, uh, like one, yeah, one meter 30, like meet uh, centimeters, like, sorry, 130 centimeters, like wide, like around that size. And it looked stunning. Like when you came inside the church, you felt like a positively, like overwhelmed by all those pictures because like first of all the person was really great photographer second of all it was done on a 35 millimeter film on Leica so it was as well like a very high quality product um it was enlarged in amazing way and as well like the pictures like they were like talking to you and they were like nicely interacting with the whole space so that was definitely amazing thing and uh, another amazing thing was definitely coming to this uh, organization for like um, disabled people, disabled artists, as I mentioned before, and like seeing them paint, seeing them doing art, seeing why they are doing that. That was completely different experience because imagine the, out there, there are people who cannot talk the way we do. That's still okay, but imagine they cannot see anything. Like, they cannot hear anything. Like, there is, like, a darkness. 
And within this darkness, they are still able to find art and to actually like put like colors on their fingers, like literally make themselves dirty. Like they put colors on their fingers and they're just like, you know, putting their hands on canvas and they're like trying to feel, like trying to feel the corner, like putting different like materials on it. And they just don't know what they're doing because they don't see it, but they just feel it, you know? And that's a completely different thing. That's a completely different uh, way of creating art. That that's uh yeah that those were uh, like the strongest moments for me in my career. So we're getting to about our time. Thank you so much for joining. I'm happy to join. Actually, we had very nice discussion. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining Artist to Art. I'm Aaron Jack, Aaron Jack Line Art. Go up here and follow, or afterwards, follow. Um, all around every Tuesday, and then Thursdays, Thursdays, I'm over at Freedom Tapestry Project. So, where can everybody find you at? Yeah. So, guys, definitely go to victoriaart.eu website you can see all of our artists there you can see our team you can even get the consultancy sessions there <laughs> deep talk for real we're super happy to hear that actually thank you do not uh, hesitate to reach out to us <laughs> and definitely you can uh, as well like uh, reach out to us uh, on instagram victoriaart.eu I am personally not active there, so you can more um, actually reach out to me on Liderista account, or you can um, actually reach out to me on LinkedIn. And yeah, I would uh, really love to talk to you. I would really love to hear your opinion. If you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to join us and uh, to ask us. And uh, yeah, definitely follow us to see our cool artists. They're really amazing. <laughs> Right? right? Go everywhere. follow all the links. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Wherever the links are. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they're there. I don't even know. There, there, there. Okay. <laughs> follow the links. Um, so, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you all to all of the people who are writing in the comments live, whenever live is for you. For me and we're alive right now and <laughs> drinking our tea and wine uh, <laughs> on this king's what do we call this holiday what's this holiday again it's king's day king's day king's day in the <laughs> netherlands king's day yeah. in the netherlands what a beautiful day it is there's, that, there's actually my teammate joffy she just sent hard so hi joffy she's from victoria <laughs> art Oh, amazing. Amazing. They can share it. You can share it too. After this is posted, you can share it in your, in your feed. You can share it in your email. You can share this link wherever you want to share this link and please do. We will. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I'm, I'm glad you, yeah. Okay. Um, so what, 
what would you yeah, let's have a queen's day oh we my god there we go one. there we go henrietta's in uh in london so there we go henrietta's <laughs> a wonderful artist in london we've got artists here from all over the world we're all getting together today so we'll celebrate all the holidays i love it i'm even learning about holidays i never knew existed <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there we go um so what do you think, so what do you, for, so just like in our last moments here of this time, what's something from your heart that the world needs to hear right now? And any last words that you want to share with our audience before you just press the X button and. Yeah. Well, guys, just uh, support amazing artists because they very much deserve it. Our culture is the most precious thing we have. And the culture is actually, our current culture is actually saved and communicated to other generations through art. So support artists. Art yourself, definitely art yourself, Jofi. <laughs> art yourself. And yeah, just support the artists. That's a that's amazing thing you can do. Just support them, you know, like give them uh, give them a voice. Like I don't know, purchase their merch if you cannot purchase their artworks. Share their uh, art pieces. Uh, if you know some designer or hotel, tell them, like, I know this cool artist. What do you think? You know, like, just try to find a, uh, a way for them. That's uh, that's amazing thing to do. Just support the culture. That's uh, that's the most important thing, which is out there for us. We can have like all these like tech things. What I really love. I'm very passionate about tech and coding. However, art is the thing. Art is is actually something what we should very much support for future generations. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for having me today. Thank you so much, uh, all of you guys who are coming and passing by and leaving and coming again. And thank you for all your comments and questions. And uh, I'm really happy that you liked it. And definitely uh, do not hesitate to watch Aaron next week on Tuesday. And uh, if you would love to get to know as well, Victoria Art Artists, we're organizing event uh, this Thursday. So Aaron, if you're free as well, uh, join us. Uh, it's on the Victoria Art profile. We're going to talk about sustainable art because it was International Earth Day. So it's going to be a pretty cool thing as well. So if you're free, join us there. We would love to see you all. Perfect. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. You have to press the X button. There we go. All right. <laughs> Technology. So thank you all so much for joining. And I'm Aaron Jack, Aaron Jack Line Art. Do, 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 follow, follow, do all the things. I'll be back on with more amazing artists. Go follow my club, The Art Collab on Clubhouse. More amazing artists over there. Art artists, art people, art things, culture, culture, questions, music, 
uh, interloops. You never know what's going to happen. The musical, the, the musical art journey taking us to Mars and back. I appreciate you all for joining. Interloops when we went to Mars last week and brought NASA JPL to Mars um, with Jim Green, NASA's chief scientist. So thank you all for joining today. And I just really appreciate you all being here and being here of it all. I think that's a beautiful thing is I was, I came in with the curiosity of community and came out with more of an understanding of how community can exist and how we can move forward. What, what are we thinking about? What is in our hearts? What is in our minds as we discuss art, as we discuss what really needs to be in the culture? Beyond the market, the market is one thing. What needs to be in the hearts and the minds and in the soul of the work itself that stands on for the generations of time itself? How are we exploring extraordinary materials? How are we exploring extraordinary techniques inside of the soul? How are we helping each other as a community and forming a, no a more perfect global village as the interdependence the digital age is upon us. To know where we've come from and the history of it all, the history from different parts of the world. Today we've learned about what happened in Central Europe, a little bit about how difficult it is to even have that freedom of speech and how important it is that we appreciate that across the world when we do have the freedom to speak and the freedom to speak within our art and just because that we have that freedom should we consider what we are saying the consideration of what we're putting out into the world and yet have the playfulness to engage from ourselves, to play with each other, to play with exciting people, exciting brands, exciting ways to engage in the world, and to put what we want out there into the world from, that, from, from those places, from the place of play and the place of thoughtfulness and the places of understanding How are we involving the self? And really exploring the universe together. Thank you for joining. I'm Aaron Jack, Aaron Jack Line Art. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks.